Hi, welcome to The Wise Divine Woman. Today I have Royce King. She is a startup coach and I love how she has this, this beautiful essence about her of capturing and moving through and strength. We're, today we're going to share a little bit about her journey and how she's got there and then how she's really turned this sort of a journey into a new passion that's God-driven and that that helps women along their way in re-identifying themselves. So welcome to the Wise Divine Woman, Royce. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dana, for inviting me to be a part of your show. Thank you. It was wonderful how things connect on uh, when we're trying to reach out to people who are um, Christian and or who are women-focused. Um, and helping women on their journey to health. So tell me a little bit about your business. Tell me about yourself and your journey. Yeah, I'm a Christian entrepreneur who's been in business uh, for about 30 years now with my current business for almost a decade. And I work with a lot of companies to develop their marketing strategy and help them implement it. But I'm also a woman in menopause and uh, Last year was quite the journey for me to have some unexplainable conditions going on and still try running my business and really lean on the Lord for understanding and insight and, and medical direction because the medical system is broken and um, I was frustrated and probably had a lot of the emotional roller coaster that a lot of us in menopause go through. And um, so I'm excited to just share my story and see if it can help or inspire other women. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I love that because it is this, this sort of this pressing in and then having that faith to overcome and having faith that God is, is going to be with you on this journey and um and i think so many women are, are sort of in this aspect of one business development and or life development and uh it is a it's a it's a slippery road out there being like what do you actually focus on how do you move not only in business but how do we navigate menopause and who are we pulling alongside of us to help us along that way. In our pre-discussion, we had some really exciting sort of uh, discussion and I'm like, well, let's just record this. So it was, it was amazing because you touched my heart. We're very kindred spirits and uh, we're both uh, on this journey. Uh, so I love it. So please tell me a little bit about that situation where your health was like un unnerving, I suppose. Yeah. I have practiced holistic treatment for a number of years since my first pregnancy 30 years ago, actually. And um, we lived in the mountains of Colorado. And so access to great medical care, like large city hospitals and things like that weren't available anyway. And an hour away from me, I found a thermographer and went and took that scan. Unfortunately, the thermographer got COVID and they never got my results. And so after about 30 or 40 days, they just refunded me, but I knew I had something going on and I just could not find the answers myself through my holistic research and taking vitamins and things. And when we relocated to Florida, 
um, suddenly I went from just having a muffin top and being unable to lose it despite watching what I ate and exercising to looking pregnant like I was going to deliver a baby. And mm -hmm. sure enough, I had a seven pound cyst in there um, that had to be surgically removed after trying um, several months of holistic treatment and or, and really trying to cleanse and dissolve it holistically. Nothing worked. And when the surgeon took it out, he actually um, sent it to his daughter who's in med school and they were passing my pictures around med school because it was so inexplicable yeah. and unusual. I mean, women have ovarian cysts all the time, but they're the size of a golf ball or a grapefruit. Mine yeah. was seven pounds. So it was like holding a bowling ball or a soccer ball. Yeah. And um, it, the journey was emotionally exhausting and spiritually challenging. And I can dive more into, you know, my conversations with God through that time. But well, share, share with, I mean, share with us a little bit about that. And I have to say the first thing that came to mind when you, you were talking about that, yes, so many women have this. And I think it's amazing how, um, the body is so miraculous to keep it, just keep it together and not explode and not uh, create more and how the body just protects itself. And it's so wonderful that you, you had the opportunity to, to get it removed and I'm sure you, you've recovered so amazingly, but it's so true, right? We have to, we're, we have to stay in tune to ourselves to understand these ebbs and flows um, to, you know, have resolved we have resolved and I think the challenge does come with um sort of is God listening to our what is God's work in this where is God's hand in our health and and how do our prayers get answered and where's the struggle lie so can you share a little bit with that yeah I have to say last summer was bittersweet um it was bitter in the fact that I've never suffered from such a health challenge and I've never gone through such a deep, dark pit of uncertainty. And so I was um, struggling to feel joyful and provided for and cared for by the Lord, right? Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was sweet because a couple of years ago during COVID, I had written a book, Unwrapping Your Worth in Christ, which I'm going to be re revising, revamping, and releasing a second version this fall. But during the time when I wrote that book, which was meant to be a devotional for women to go through who struggled with their identity and, and knowing their true worth in Christ as his child, as his co-heir, um, I I was really intimately close with the Lord during writing that book. And last summer I was intimately close with the Lord because he was basically all I had, right? The medical community didn't have answers. Uh, some of my friends got tired of hearing me complain and moan about my condition. And so I really leaned heavily on the Lord and They've always said, you know, that when you're going through a hard season, pray for others who have it rougher. And so I was calling 
friends and old connections and anyone who God brought to mind and asking, how can I pray for you? And so my time was sweet in intercessory prayer for hundreds of hours. And so I say it was bittersweet because I had this um, internal battle going on between the depths of my uncertainty and, and I, I don't want to say depression in that manner, but almost, right? Like everything sapped my joy and being joyful that God was continually pulling me closer to him. Um, yeah, it is so sweet when that, that revelation happens. And I love, 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 love that you dove into that interceding and praying unceasingly not just for yourself but but for others as we're as we are called to do right uh anyone is to to pray for others um do unto others as you would just have them to do unto you so it's that so that aspect of uh, that that sweet time the sweet prayer the the covering of not only of, of friends and families and other people who come to mind and I've often done that as well may not have called them uh, but I I do pray for them there has to be a reason that God brings them to mind and um, I, I just love that I yeah it's so good so so good yes so how so we'll we'll mention in the show notes about your book and of course your website and all this kind of stuff and I love that you've done a devotion I've I've had uh, this inkling to also sort of write um, something, but I've got to get my own stuff together and lined up. And when God says so, then that'll, that'll be good. But yes. I love that. And I, so in those sweet moments of, of intercession and praying for people who you knew were worse than you were, was there any sort of moments that you can share that really put the pieces together for you? You know, there were several friends who have have gone through much worse and continue to suffer. I have a sweet friend in her 70s who, um, through MS, walks with a walker, and um, she's she was having additional health problems and had a couple of surgeries, and I had uh, another friend that had had six surgeries in two years. And I thought, you know, here I am bemoaning my one surgery in my entire life. And someone has gone through six surgeries. And um, so those moments stood out where God really said, you know, you're not so bad off. You may think so, but you're not. And then I had complications after the surgery. I had reacted to one of the anesthesia meds and ended up with liver failure in the hospital for longer than I was in there for surgery. And there was a deep, dark moment where I thought, Lord, I know you just take me home. Like, I don't want to do this much longer. Just take me home. If I can't be healed in my body, take me home because I need the energy to do what you've called me to do. And right now I've spent 10 months really laying in bed, you know, and operating my six figure business from bed and I'm tired and I'm worn out and yeah. I'm at the end of my rope. And it was in that moment that this friend in her seventies called me and she didn't know I was praying like this. She just, God laid me on her heart and she called me in the hospital and um, she kept me going and I thought, 
how sweet it is the way God moves among us sisters that I should be praying for her. I should be lifting her up and she's going through a lot more. And yet she called to encourage me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, because that's the way God works, right? He knows, he knows, he knows, he knows what you need. He knows in those times and he always sends the right people um, for such a time as as that, right? And it's just so incredible. Uh, Goosebumps, just like, oh, I love it. There's bumps and tears. <laughs> I just think it's so incredible. So, you know, in these situations, in this time, and you're still managing a full-time business, and you have family, and you have parents, and you have probably, like, it's just, it's a lot. And so what else did you do? I mean, you have to just press through. Yeah, and even family. You mentioned family as a concern. You know, I'm an empty nester with two grown children and a new husband, you know, a second marriage. And even family relationships were strenuous because not everyone is for holistic treatment. You know, I have a best friend of 20 plus years and several close friends, and some were for and some were against. And you know, um, some wanted to be close when I just needed to be alone. And some, you know, there were just so many dynamics between my needs and their needs and my perspective on medical treatment and theirs. And, you know, it created some tension. And I just, again, had to rely on God and pray through it and knew that He's the divine healer and he's the divine guidance with all the wisdom. And I may be making some mistakes or their opinion may be wrong or their opinion may be right. And they might be being used by the Lord to give me wisdom, you know, and, and I really had to lean into the Lord and seek his wisdom. And did I do everything right? I don't know, but I really tried to hear his voice. Yeah. There has to be, and there's balance to things, especially when it comes to the medical and there's a, when there is the holistic aspect. I'm pretty sure you probably covered your basis with medical and had no resolve. And it's so hard to ask the right questions and then, or have the right questions and then them not having the ability or the want to provide those tests or blood work or they, it's, you know, everything, everything's okay. And in then reaching out in an understanding as I, when I speak with, with clients and I'm going over their thermography reports, or I'm going over and discussing um, strategies, it is that balance in things and it's asking better questions and it is sitting back and praying about it and understanding your body that I love. And it's uh, this year is the, the whole sense of a foundation right? The year, I call it the year of the rejuvenation or restoration. And uh, everyone needs to sort of step back and understand themselves, uh, spirit, mind, body, and the value of nutrition. So it is that that whole aspect of what is the connection with God? Where are you with that? Right? And where are your basis? And I love how you had to scrap things and start back up and really stay connected and really reach out and really stay in tune and uh, really 
listen, like open your ears and, and your heart to what God is trying to press into you, which is so hard and so difficult um, amidst all the family noise and all the friends and all the people trying to help and trying to um, do those types of things. And I love um, that you have, you're such an overcomer, right? You've really done so incredibly well. So incredibly well. Yeah. Thank you, Dana. You know, as a, a thermographer, right? Is it, yeah. a, um, you understand the importance of your role too, because it's so hard to find holistic treatment that really deals with menopause and doesn't promote big pharma. And, you know, I've searched two states for that and almost went to get my uh, nutrition counselor and fitness uh, trainer license uh, certification, I mean, because there's very few people that serve our demographic. And mm -hmm. there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of women struggling with this as part so of my true. mastermind yeah. retreat for entrepreneur women coming up this fall. I want to bring in a specialist that talks about the importance of nutrition and healing our bodies the way God designed it, not relying on big pharma, but there's very few resources out there. Yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting. That's been sort of my passion in that aspect is, is bringing to light some, some core things that, you, that do need to be taken care of um, because with, with hormone health and with menopause health, each and each woman is individual, but there are some core basic things that need to happen. And it is understanding who to reach out to and the questions that need to be asked, right? It's this sense of advocacy that needs to happen, mm -hmm. right? Um, same as, as, your, as your walk with God, it's the sense of what are you asking, right? Like you need to ask the right questions or you need to be able to be willing to listen, to be still and listen and understand and research and, and do those types of things that, that happens. And it is reaching out to the fringe to see what's going to work and not be afraid to explore. And yeah, it's a lot. And that's probably why, because menopause is so individual, but <clears throat> it's when you're younger and when we're in our prime, that sets the stage right, is so much so true. Like there's so many signs and symptoms way beforehand that really lead you up to understanding how hard or how easy it's going to be for you. Um, yeah, anyways, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> but it's so true. I mean, it's this, it's this navigation through things. So how do you utilize everything that you've learned and everything that the whole journey that you've been in to help women now create their own journey in business. And let's say you know, a lot of us want to change. A lot of us grow and a lot of us get this change of, of we need more fulfillment or we need to fulfill the passion in our lives. We have, God has asked me to do this how the heck am I going to do it, right? So I know you come alongside women and men, of course, um, but how do you come alongside them to encourage them that 
they can do it. They can revision. Yeah, I think we all have our lane to stay in, right? And I shouldn't be a fitness instructor and a business coach and a nutritionist and a, and a, and a, right? God has called me for a certain purpose and we serve people better when we rely on a team and surround ourselves with other people that can be referral partners and can fill those gaps that he's not called us to fill. And my primary role is, I think he gives us our stories, our unique stories so that we can encourage and walk alongside others. So I can walk alongside women in their um, middle years in their empty nest years to redefine themselves, to scale a business, to find themselves worthy, to get back to a passion that maybe they dropped to raise a family or dropped to follow the, the status quo of, of a career that they didn't love. And now they find life to be too short to stay in that lane. And um, so I can help them scale their business and create something that lights their fire every day and glorifies the Lord, right? Because they're called to something. And I can also help them understand their identity in Christ because we believe the lies of the world. And that's why, you know, Botox or um, plus size models or any of those other topics that we see on commercials are so common because we don't believe we're beautiful in the body and with the skills that God gave us, or we don't know how to use what he's given us um, Mm -hmm. for the plan he has for us. And so My goal is just to encourage women to own who they are, own how God wired you, own how God built you, and then create something that lights your fire and glorifies him. I love that. I love how um, the the focus, the strategy, the the application and keeping it, you know, God-centered, right? Because it needs to, it needs, it needs to. If you're going to be um, faithful, then every everything sort of needs to be faithful. You have to be able to um, open your eyes and see the glory of God everywhere, in every situation, every every turn, every turn of the page, um, and in every opportunity. So you can maintain this strength this inner strength that he gives us right it's this wavering struggle that uh, starts to hinder our movement and our our success it brings in doubt um yeah i love that i love that what are some just one question what is one thing um that we can do easily like one thing that we can do to really ensure that we're actually hearing from God on our purpose because I know that's a whole big encompassing aspect first step always when people work with you and um, but what is one thing that really we should be paying attention to when we're trying to hear what our purpose is for this season in our life you just made mentioned maintaining our strength. And last night I was writing a new chapter for my book 
And um, what came out of that was we feel like we're in a, a battle. You know, I talked about the relational struggles during my medical journey last year and in business, we're in a battle, right? And the economy's changing so fast, we may be fearful of whether or not we can stay in business. So we always feel like we have this battle and God calls for us to put on the full armor of God so that when we come against the devil's schemes, we're prepared. And I don't think that that's a one-time occurrence. I think that's daily and same with renewing our strength. It's got to be daily. If you're too busy to start the day with God, you can't expect that you're going to have the strength to face the battles that you're going through. And frankly, he says he goes before us. So if we're trying to fight those alone, we're doing it wrong. I think and that's, that's a really interesting point. We have to remember that he is always in front of us. He's always before us. And if we're struggling, the question comes, are we actually struggling against what God has prepared for us? He's already laid that aspect. So it's this keeping in prayer, keeping in connection, and this moving forward in, in um, doors will open and close, of, of course, as they should. But it's, again, if you're struggling and, and is it you're not paying attention to what God's will is in your life? And uh, it is this sort of maintenance. And I'm really excited to actually um, learn more about your book and learn more about everything that you have because you and I could probably talk for an hour. <laughs> probably several hours. <laughs> We're very kindred spirits, that's for sure. God has aligned us, that's, that is for sure. But um, we'll probably, I'd love to invite you back on again once your book is ready, your revised revision is ready, and you can tell us a bit more in detail about the book um, before you're ready to launch or as you're launching it, if, if you would like, Royce. But I would just like to sort of finish our chat in that in all of this, in your entire journey, what is one word of wisdom that you would love to share? Not one word, but what wisdom would you like to share that really was pivotal? Really understand that God's equipped you for a purpose and to step into that without fighting him for 30, 40, 50 years, step into it. You should be the co-pilot in your life and he should be the pilot. And oftentimes we try to pilot our lives and we misstep or we follow the wrong plan for our life. And that's what wears us out. Thank you. That was amazing. That was just pointed. I, I thank you so much, Royce, for being part of this today. And I think it's um, so amazing that you have uh, really overcome with God's will about your health, um, so successful in your business and staying so focused um, and really digging into that divine purpose in your life. And because it's it's so difficult in the when it's a worldly world, right? And the definition of success in in Christ and the definition of success in the world sometimes are two different things. Mm. 
Yes, they are. Thank you for having me, Dana. It's such a pleasure, honestly. And uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I'll have all the information about Royce today, her coaching, her book, her upcoming book, uh, if you'd like to connect with her, all in the show notes today. Thank you so much for being part of the Wise Divine Woman podcast.